0: Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com.
5: Hi. Hello, Megan.
6: How are you today? I am so good, Melissa. What is um what are we doing here? Are we just listening on our headphones to each other? Are we talking to
5: billions of people who are desperately? needing our advice both we're doing both megan
6: simultaneously
5: <laughs> we're multi-faceted multi-talented multi-award winning Th- that is true
6: mm-hmm. we have been awarded so many things and it is remarkable to be the first people to win a joint egot mm-hmm. it's such an honor to be in in that club and we can't wait to welcome other people
5: to that and it probably won't happen though
6: no, I don't, I don't think so. Unless Kiki finally hears our cries. And then we're going to be the first people to win a triple. triple. <laughs> <laughs> he got A little trio you he got.
5: Uh, her music video with Usher. Their music video. His uh, music video featuring her. Incredible.
6: Wonderful. Amazing. I got tagged in it so many times. Like, Me too. I'm loving the fact that being a Kiki Palmer stand has become a part of my personality. That people mm-hmm. see Kiki Palmer news and they go, I got to
5: tell. him. it's like, I already knew. I already
6: fucking knew. Of course I knew. But I love it. Don't stop.
5: Yes. And I love the fact that Kiki said that when she was what was the age that she said, 13, 14, 15, whatever, a teenager. And she first met him and he was auditioning for something. I was like, where is this going to go? And then she was like, I want to be I wanted to be him. And then in the music video, she's literally dressed like him, dancing like him. And I'm like, this is perfect. It's fantastic. So petty, like petty in the best way. It's
6: like, I hate the term because I don't love the, the concept of like revenge body. But it's one of those things that like you thought you did something to me. And boy, oh boy, am I about to show you that like you're no, I you didn't do anything to me. Mm-hmm. I left you. I am the artist. I am the art. You. Or a footnote. Like, it was just so, like... I, You'd be mortified if you were him. You'd be bitter, mortified, embarrassed. I
5: did see a statement that he made where he was, like, he's moved on with his life and he's, like, trying to be an actor or something. And I was like, leave the acting to your brother.
6: And they said, a source close to the... Close to him says this. And I go, so him. Yes. He, him. This man who, again... So everyone was reminded because I need to be reminded who does not play for the Eagles.
5: <laughs> you are the only person that
3: I told to him.
6: Mott was asking me about him. And I was like, babe, when I tell you that, like, I fully thought he played for the Eagles based on how much his man is a fan. Like, it was like live updates. Like, he was pop grave for the Eagles. Like, it was like, my God, guy. No one. Not, an Eagles player couldn't breathe without him talking about it. And I go, I assumed you're in the locker room. No, no. <sighs> Fanfic. Mm-hmm. Truly. So, um, yeah, this is our podcast. This is uh, Don't Blame Me, where we give you wonderful, amazing, life-changing advice. Because like we said, we are award-winning at this Mm -hmm. and other things. But we're not here to brag. Yes, we are. Too much. So, yeah, we're going to give you advice. If you would like to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-6940-976. International listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And we have also recently opened our dms If you want some advice there oh should i send you the one that someone sent?
5: i already got it wait she's on it but you can have it like in case you want to read it megan forgot her computer thank you for sharing
6: i'm sharing it to them i told you i like i'm like i need to go back and read what my text messages to you and Monts like look like because both of you are like what are you saying because i'm doing like i'm doing my car like text melissa And then I'm saying things, but I I pause a lot, too. So I think there's probably like weird punctuation.
5: There's no punctuation. It's just it's a stream of consciousness. There's just words out out of the way. Like, I don't know. What what does it say? Also remind me that I will need toward uh, at lunch. I was like, need what? And toward what?
6: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So if this has taught me anything, it's that directors have not been lying when they say, you know, Work on enunciating. You swallow your words a little bit. And I'm like, fair.
5: I've just learned to edit around it or figure it out. It was very in the early days. You're like, what the fuck is this bitch saying? Not just, it wasn't that. It was just that you talk so fast and the enunciation that Uh when I would try to cut around things or cut things out, I couldn't.
6: Yeah, it's awful. And I will say the only perk of long COVID is I. I it
5: slowed slower. down it did slow down because do it slower. used to be so fucking fast
6: no and like editing my videos and shit there are times where i mean this is me all the time in conversation regularly on and off camera i will not say a sentence and as if i've said it and then i go like i continue on on the thing that i've said in my that. head no exactly I'm like, <laughs> yeah. i still do that and that's the one where i'm editing i'm currently editing a vlog where i'm like bitch y- you you're starting on like page nine that you've just done all the other, sh- and I can see my. I'm watching this edit of me, and I'm not saying anything, but I'm saying it all in my head, and then I keep start talking, and mm-hmm. I go, "They couldn't hear you, girl. Open your mouth. <laughs> Open your mouth. Speak up." So, that's it's my struggle, but you know, builds character. Okay. Watch the Patreon because must looks gorgeous today. So do you. You've got um. Thanks. Don't talk about my eyelashes. I wasn't. Okay, I was looking I'm, looking talking, my, yeah. I'm looking at your hair. Oh, okay. I mean,
5: and Lash is hair, but that's not what I'm talking about. This is that a- girl on Tree it. Hill.
6: Oh, I thought you were going to say.
5: is that her name? That, whose hair you, you look like? Now? Thank
6: you, because you know who you also could have said? No. The girl who's like, Putin, if I was your mom. The one from 90210. No you know who she is. The 90210 remake who made a, like a dramatic slam poetry reading if she was Putin's mom, that she would like have hugged him more. Oh, yeah,
5: I tried to force that out. But who is she?
6: Adeline McCord. Mm. I'm like, so, I said
2: that so bad.
5: You did. You can put that on. We're going to still a game. Not still borrow a game from uh-huh. Sibling Rivalry. Is that uh-huh. the name of the podcast? Yeah, Bob and With Monet. Bob and Monet. Who is this white woman and who is this black woman? And I'm going to show Megan people that are black famous and she's going to show me white people. I think
6: we need to agree on a time frame period. Yeah. You know? Because like I don't think it would be fair for me to show you,
5: but everyone that you know is of my like I would it's when I've been alive. But everything everyone that I know would not be when you were alive.
6: Well, yeah, but I'm i like, not gonna show you Muna. Like, what, remember when I brought that up? or like Maggie Rogers? Like, because we've already been over this that you don't, like. So like, I'm gonna I'm gonna it's gonna be a fighting a fighting chance, mm-hmm.
5: and it's gonna be a Patreon exclusive.
6: Yeah, this video they did was so fucking funny. I was acutely aware of the um our age difference of me and them watching them because like people under a certain i knew everyone and then white women black women at past past, past point i'm like i sorry i have no idea who any of these people are and even some of the younger pictures of people i'm like i don't know who i was not around for this
5: in that group i knew most of it white and black i knew most of them but i know that People that you bring up now, I'm like, I have no clue who that yeah. is.
6: Yeah, I have a couple that like would be so that you'd be like, who the fuck is that? But I wouldn't do that to you because it's not you should valid. Because well, then I'll just
5: make up backstories for them.
6: Well, and some of them are people who are I'm like, less you would like this person if you listen to their music, and you're like, who is that?
5: Don't do it. Needs to be actors, people that I, that this I would
6: normally see their face. No, that's what I'm saying. I think it has to be something that like you've come across your face, their face. It can't just be like I've literally never seen this person. Mm-hmm ever because that's not funny because there's a lot of people you've never seen their face got to show the faces that you know Mm -hmm. so patreon exclusive when we film that it'll be hilarious you'll
5: need to have a computer for it because we'll both need to have our computer so we can just show each other
6: oh yeah all right so let's get into the episode so the requirements for the calls keep under three minutes we do ask that you're 18 or over or have your parents' permission. You can let us know your pronouns if you would like. We do ask that you include your ages. And the best way to do this is to truly listen to an episode before, listen how other people have done their calls, but really write everything down first, practice it out loud, read it a couple of times, time it out, make sure it's under three minutes. And then when you are ready to record either on the voicemail or in a voice memo, just read it straight from that. But we ask that you include all of the details and the most like relevant ones. You know, if they're like, oh, we it's about a friendship and like we've had we had some like beef history, but like we're over that. But that was like, you know, it was a lot. Give us a little bit of a little something something so we can have more context in the situation so we can give you the best possible advice. Let us know if you're sensitive. But again, if you give us the the, the most accurate, best information to understand what's going on, we can give you the best advice. And we want to give you good advice. We don't want to give you bad advice. If we have to fill in the blanks, we can't always fill them in how they actually happened or how they are. And then if you're going to write in, uh, we ask kind of the same thing we do for our Thursday episodes of But Am I Wrong? Like around, what, 300 words?
5: Not around. 300 words or less.
6: There you go. 300 words or less. You heard it from her. You ready? I am ready. I'm buckling in. I'm fastening my seatbelt.
3: Hey, Megan Melissa. I'm sorry if this topic has been covered before, but I saw you guys needed more calls and I figured what the hell, why not? I, 22, she, her, and my partner, 22, 22, he, him, have been together for about a year and a half. We've known each other since we were freshmen in high school and were best friends the whole time until we got together and now we share an apartment. Anyways, let's get to my predicament. I'm constantly working on myself lately and trying to get to know myself after years and years of trauma and suppressing parts of myself to please others and generally just not being my true self. Part of that has been unpacking my sexuality. I've always been attracted to women, I just didn't realize how much until recently. I still don't know if I would ever even be able to figure out how deep it goes because I'm in a committed relationship, but it still in my head. When I've watched porn, it's always been lesbian and that has never changed, even when I was younger. I find that I don't particularly enjoy watching heterosexual at all. I like reading about it, but watching it in porn doesn't do anything for me. I find female-presenting and male-presenting people equally attractive, and I'm also attracted to non-binary people as well, but I'm actually just pretty picky with everyone. I don't often get aroused or turned on, and it affects my relationship because I feel like I'm not being a good partner. So part of me thinks like I might even be asexual. My partner has a high-sex drive, and we have sex at most once a week. So should I even tell my partner that I think I might be bi or just attracted to humans in general? I don't want to leave him, but I think about this a lot and it feels like a secret. I just don't want him to feel insecure about our relationship if I tell him I'm attracted to women. I guess I'm wondering if I need to say anything to him at all if I don't plan on leaving him. I want to talk to my friends about it because one is bi and the other is lesbian, but I don't know if that's appropriate. And I'm not sure who else to talk about it to. I've mentioned I find women attractive to my boyfriend, but I don't think he thinks it's odd because I compliment women in public when we're together all the time. So I just don't want him to then feel uncomfortable if I told him about my sexuality and then have it lead to insecurity. Would love your advice. Thank you so much. And I love the podcast. Keep doing what you do. I
6: I think that like a lot of this and I'm I'm, I guess I want to include you in this because I mean, we're both straight, but I'm saying in what I'm about to say, I am not the person to tell someone who is questioning their sexuality or defining it that you might have like internalized biphobia like that's not my place to kind of deem that but I do think that that is like because when you're saying I'm worried that this is going to like you know make him insecure or make him like jealous that to me is kind of aligning with the whole thing of like the stereotype of oh like when you're bi you just want to have sex with everybody Mm -hmm. and therefore like any relationship that you're in you're actually not really committed to it. And you're always like looking for someone else and that kind of thing. So him being insecure is irrelevant to who you are attracted to. And if you are attracted to women, that that has nothing to do with your relationship with him. So I think that whether he is someone who you feel would feel like that, that to me is not okay. Or if you are projecting those feelings onto him, Because you feel like, oh, he'll feel like that because that's, again, like a a personal struggle of that. But I I have like a lot of friends who have been in, who are cis women, who've been in relationships with cis men and have realized they're not straight and they are bi or queer, whatever terminology that they identify with, and Whatever, whoever partner you're with at the time, whatever their sexual orientation is, whatever their gender is, doesn't erase your identity either way. And I've had friends who've come out to their partners and they're still with those current partners, but that doesn't make them any less bi at all. And I think that, like, I don't know, you 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 clearly want to share this, like, and you clearly, like, want to talk about this and, like, with, like, your friends and and him. and It's a part of your identity that, like, you're exploring, you're not like suppressing, you're not ignoring. Like, this is something that you're like, you know, interested to like learn. You, like, literally said, like, I'm doing a lot of work on myself and understanding myself more. And I think if you are keeping that all internal and you don't share that with anyone else when you want to, I think that's an issue of you not being your authentic self. I don't think Mm -hmm. your authentic self means that, like, you need to break up with him and then hook up with a woman. Like, you can be by without having any sexual experience with whatever gender that you haven't had experience with before. Like it's, the experience does not equate to who, who you are and like your feelings there. Yeah,
5: yeah, that was like my big question is, do you think by not telling him that you're not being fully true, not to him, but to yourself? And so that's hiding a part of your life. And is that the kind of relationship you want where you're hiding a part of you? And if you're afraid of how he's going to react, is that the type of partner that you want? Yeah. Because that means that he doesn't like a part of who you are.
6: Yeah. And I I, I think that regardless if that's coming from you or that's coming from him, that will change and alter your relationship Mm -hmm. because it's either you know that he wouldn't be accepting or you're worried that he wouldn't be accepting. And regardless, that's going to... It's going to eat away at you kind of at this in the same in the same way.
5: Yeah. So I think telling him would let you know the kind of partner that you have. And if this is somebody that you want to continue to be with. And then also, you know, I just want to throw out like if you are interested in exploring that part of your sexuality, like further than watching porn or like just being attractive to women in general or non-binary people in general, like are you open to like opening your relationship and being non-monogamous or is this something where you're like, I want to take a break and explore and then maybe come back later down the road or like, what, what are your, cause there's many ways to be in a relationship. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't just have to be like a monogamous heterosexual relationship. It could be polyamorous, mm-hmm. could be open, it could be whatever label you want to put on it. And then like how do you think your friends will react to? Who would you you, tell first? I would tell my partner first.
6: Yeah, I think I would probably, like, I feel like I would maybe in this situation, I guess it depends on like, only she can tell us like where, if this is coming from things that he's previously said, because I think my fear would be if it is coming from a fact that like, do not think he will be accepting. That's
5: not the kind of person I want to be No, totally.
6: But I wonder if then, if you've told your friends before, I don't think your friends are going to have a negative response. Do you know what I mean? So like if.
5: If you told him before he has a negative response, then you have somebody to lean on.
6: Yeah. But I guess it. I I don't know. I think. Yeah.
5: Yeah. This is something we have. I know you said we've covered it before, but we haven't covered something specifically. Yeah. Specifically.
6: I would also say that like. The thing that kind of I specifically took note of in your call is the you kind of added it towards the end of like, you know, and I, who knows, I'm maybe might be asexual. And my boyfriend has a very high sex drive and we have sex once a week. Are you happy with that? Like, right. are you okay with having sex that often? Do you like having sex that often? And I think that someone, you, two asexual people don't have to be in a, you can be asexual and in a relationship mm-hmm. with someone who's not asexual. And I don't think it's about like meeting other people's. Needs. I think it's about establishing like what our needs are collaboratively. Like it's not like a tit for tat, like you get this and I get that. It's like, what are we both comfortable with together, like as a unit? And that doesn't mean I'll be comfortable with this in mm-hmm. another relationship or whatever it is. Because I think that like that is, you've kept reiterating that like you don't want to break up with him and like you want to be together. And that's has absolutely nothing to do with your being attracted to women and non binary people but i think that like addressing that you might be asexual does reading about that or seeing those things does it make you feel like there are things that people talk about that you're like i wish my relationship was more like this yeah. like i would be more comfortable with this because i think that that is definitely something as a conversation to propose because once a week sex can also be it might be a compromise on his end but it might not be the right for you that might still be a little too often for you in that sense. So
5: yeah. And then also like do you enjoy it like in yeah. a way like not necessarily like having an orgasm. But like do you enjoy physically being with him? Like just the closeness, closeness of it. Yeah. Not necessarily like getting off. But yeah. do you just enjoy being with him? Yeah. Or you, do you feel like it's a chore that you're doing it to satisfy him?
6: Yeah. Because he you feel like he needs it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think that like I think it's great that you're working on yourself, And there's like always going to be so much more to like kind of like learn and understand. And I think you don't have to figure it all out before you let other people in. I think you have to be cautious about who you let in, especially when you're in like a discovery kind of testing out stage of like learning more about yourself when you're not entirely confident and secure in whether you're going to label yourself or not, but even just identifying certain things or things you like or dislike it can be hard letting in other voices at that stage because it can sway us either way so i i think that if it was my partner and i found out that they had talked to their friends who were a part of a com- the community that they are specifically dealing with potentially i self identifying as being a part of said community and my partner chose to talk to them first before me i wouldn't be hurt or offended like i would be i would be like oh that makes sense. I wish that I, I would probably ask, was there anything I could have done that would have made you feel like there was no doubt in your mind how I would have reacted and like mm-hmm. it would have been totally fine? Because there, the answer can also could be like, no. Like, it's just like society been conditioned to kind of like worry about this and feel that. So I, I don't think that there's a way that you go about it that is disrespectful to your relationship. Yeah. I think this is just about you.
5: Yeah, I agree. And then I'm also... Just curious, like you said, you've only watched lesbian porn and you enjoy lesbian porn. Have you only been with your current partner or have you been with anyone else? Yeah. It might. And I'm not. I'm not trying to discredit anybody that's asexual, but it yeah. could be just a him problem. <laughs> not a problem, but like it could be just like you don't enjoy having sex with him.
6: Yeah. And there's also like... Uh, porn is like a tricky one to kind of identify with like if I like if I enjoy this porn and not this porn like what does that mean because (laughs) it sounds silly but like a lot of it is also down to like production and like who's making Mm -hmm. what and who they think the audience is and it doesn't really correlate with who the people who are in it Mm -hmm. or like what their genitalia is like or what their jobs are what like the storyline is it's really about who they think is watching it so I, I think that like, yeah, I know I, I can't even watch people kiss on <laughs> screen. I have problems. It's like I don't watch porn, but like I have lots of friends from, you know, wh- ha- identifying in lots of different ways who I'm pretty sure like all everyone w- was for a long time only watching like lesbian mm-hmm. porn because.
5: And we've talked, we yeah. have talked about how like. Even hetero, which you're not part of, but you know, even yeah. hetero women enjoy watching lesbian porn because you imagine what's being happened to them mm-hmm. on you and it doesn't have that it factor. It's catered of, for yes, women. It's,
6: well, most, I, it's
5: catered for, a lot of it's catered for oh, men. Oh, oh,
6: okay. oh, oh, um, that's where the fetishized yes. comes from. Yeah. But catered for, you're visually watching women's pleasure. You're, yes. Yeah. So. It, it can be a, a a difference in that there, but yeah, I I think I think yeah, you're in the earlier stages of like the exploration, mm-hmm. so there might be like other, you know, porn things like you said, like books. Because so to me, that when you brought up like it's maybe it's a boyfriend thing, you saying that you can't you get aroused in heterosexual like books, like sexy kind of things like that. That to me is a is a POV difference. Like mm-hmm. it's a difference between. Who is making the content and who they think it's for, and who are they trying to arouse in it? Yep. So it might just be seeing that there's other kinds of porn that you are, you know, more into.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: I think this is like a this is like a great exploration for you. And you're, you're 22, and I haven't had personal experience with this, like understanding of myself or like realizing who I am. But we've talked about it immensely. The turning of 25, where it feels like all of like The spots in your brain like everything is like a puzzle like coming together and then when you're 25 it all just like clicks in and it's a it's a wonderful time to like that age span i think of like realizing and the confidence that comes afterwards but yeah i hope your boyfriend is receptive and positive about this and makes you feel like seen and heard and if not that's a him problem yep and he should no longer be your problem
5: I would love for people that are asexual and queer, Mm -hmm. wherever you fall within that, um, to write in. Please do. All right. We're going to take a break.
6: You can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get.
5: Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors.
6: We are back.
5: All right. Do you want to stay on sexy time talk?
6: Sure. Let's get sexy with it.
5: This is a write-in. Hi, Eminem. So on See You Next Tuesday, y'all were talking about sexy music when mentioning Dress by Taylor Swift. Never heard of it. I feel you. And I've learned a lot of sex advice from y'all to the point where I no longer have a gag reflex. Good for you. Anyway... Back to sexy music. So I need to update my sex playlist and I trust y'all when it comes to sex. So what are like some good sexy songs to get fucked to? I do like rough sex and the make love to me sex. So whatever fits the vibe there. I will say I don't think I'll be adding Taylor on my playlist anytime soon, but hope y'all can help. If it helps, I usually play R&B and Spanish music when doing the devil's tango. Thanks.
6: I love that. Can I, I'm like, I, part of me wants to share like the most embarrassing, hilarious thing about me because this is a podcast and it's, it's just, well, it's just you and I here. No one else could hear. No one else is uh-huh. going to be on this. But it's one of those things that it's like when you trip in public and people, you don't have a friend to like laugh at you with this. I think that like, it is time for me to share this. That is so fucking funny to me. Okay. So big fanfic writer when I'm like younger and stuff. And so like, I would have like a playlist that I listen to when I'm writing fanfic. And so when we're getting to like some of the sexier things, I had a song that then like got transferred to like, not a sex playlist, but like, this is probably like, I don't even know how old I would have been, but it was like a, you know, masturbating playlist. Like if I'm going to listen to something, whatever. Mm -hmm. Cause again, porn is not for me. This song is no fucking longer on said playlist. Also, I don't think I have listened to music. Well, I, I long fucking time. But I never even made the correlation that the reason why I put this song on there was because that I used to write fanfic to this song. Mm. And when I tell you this song, you would go, if I played you a play and you go, what the fuck is this song doing here? Crash into you by the Dave Matthews Band. Wasn't that part of a TV show? Maybe. Do you think it was in something? I think that it I... was in
5: something and then you took it no, from it. No, because
6: fanfic would have been before I'm watching TV.
5: What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you didn't have cable. Yeah. It was in a movie, maybe. I don't know. But this, you saying that is not surprising to me. So it has been identified by some other form of media as a sexy song. But in a funny way of like, why is this? Why is this? Oh,
6: like it was used as a plot device, as a hee hee ha ha. Yes.
5: But like it was supposed to be sexy. So
6: as an audience member, you said hee hee ha ha. Yes. The characters did not say hee hee Uh ha ha. If anyone knows, But I literally just thought about that. But we can't talk about it anyway. But But, just send it to us. But just send it
5: to us and then we can share a tiki in the DMs. Exactly. But I do. Yeah, I will never be adding any Taylor Swift song to my. Neither will I. Playlist that I have entitled Baby Make You Music. So if you have, I'll put this in the uh, description so you can see my playlist. And if you have something that's not Spotify, then you can listen to it. Yeah. Or you can just look at the songs and then add them to Spotify. And so, since you like R&B, my, my mu- the, what I have on this is mostly, mostly R&B from the 90s, which is prime baby-making music, in my opinion. Because people were saying what they wanted and how they wanted it in a very sexy yeah. voice. And so I'll put I'll, I'll just name a few songs. Freak Me by Silk. Nobody by Keith Sweat. Even the names. Uh, nice and Slow by Usher. Stroke You Up by Changing Faces. Knock the Boots by H-Town. Really just, it's like giving you a tutorial play uh-huh. by play. Mad lips. Red Light Special by TLC. I mean, there's hundred, like you could be making love for days with my playlist. A newer song. It's still it's still old, but Primetime by Janelle Monet. Every time he comes around by Minnie Rippleton, which <laughs> honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if she was having sex in the song. It's a great song. By
6: Charlie Poof.
5: It's um uh, Maya Rudolph's mom, R.I.P. Hmm. Juicy Fruit by <laughs> Me. Don't Let Go by in Vogue, but Anyway, I'll put the playlist in. You can grab and pick what you want, but it's an excellent playlist and it's also curated in order. And it starts with set the mood slash until the end of time by Justin Timberlake because it sets the mood for what you're about to get into.
6: Justin Timberlake does not put me in the mood for that.
5: Oh, he does.
6: I know he does. for. Free- I know he does it for you. I want to say that I went on my Spotify trying to find my, I don't have it anymore, Mm -hmm. but I did get a pop-up that said, new music for you, Blippi.
5: (laughs) Your nephew has been on your phone too much. I
6: also got 21 Trucks as one too. I don't even, I'm trying to think of like any other songs. There was definitely an artist who I do not like anymore, who he made music that I was like, this is, this would be on a playlist. But now that drives me up the second I hear him open his mouth to sing or to speak. I'm mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I'm sort of trying out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that like, I mean, SZA, there's some SZA songs. Yeah,
5: I do. I think I have SZA on here somewhere.
6: I was a big fan of using music also, ironically. So birthday sex, I thought was
5: always. That is not a fuck song, though.
6: No, but I, here's the thing. For me, I'm never dropping the bit. So like, even if I'm putting on a playlist and we're fucking, I need you to know that I'm still funny. Like, I need you to know that like, there's some humor thrown in here. You know, if you want to have an experience that apparently more than just me and my friend Kyle, which is, this is how we, this is the moment we knew we were we were becoming best friends is when I off the cuff as a joke, but based in complete honesty and truth, mentioned that I um lost my virginity, which is a term that I'm not super aligned with. But this for the point of the joke, this is how I said it was that I lost my virginity to Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. I knew
5: that already. And he was
6: like, bitch same and then i found someone else it also had happened too so if you want to throw, throw
5: back one of the greatest songs ever that again just pure sex lick by joy j-o-i great great song partition and rocket by beyonce both of them.
6: honestly you i wouldn't suggest that just going on to like this is Beyonce because you will get some Destiny Child in there which I it will throw off your tempo, the rhythm and also you will just be taken back to like they were very young mm-hmm. and it's just not sexy. But there are albums of hers that like you could just go through chronologically and be
5: fine. Some people have become or it has been revealed that they were problematic after I made uh, initially made this and now when I see it dried up, removed.
6: Someone put Latch by Disclosure in Sam Smith. You are... W- there's I like a that B- song No, I, I like that song too. But I'm just saying, like, you would have to have a music degree to get to the crescendo to reach that BPM with other songs to get to this point.
5: There is an older version, the original version of that oh, song. Oh, it's not. I, ha- I don't know, but there used to be this old app, and I forgot what it's called. I think I've talked about it before, but it was, like, Microsoft version of, like... Mm-hmm. Spotify and and it was before all the other subscription services were doing this where you could just pay like a monthly subscription and just get whatever song in the world that oh. you want it and early early Sam Smith like back in like 2002 yeah back before they had a record com- contract record deal mm-hmm. a lot of their songs that eventually ended up on the album were oh. on here and I, that's where I first learned about them and there's like slow, like they're oh, different from different how production. they, yeah, how, huh. how they, and they were like the first version of Latch was like a sex song.
6: Whoa. Yeah. Okay. That makes more and sense I, to me.
5: I haven't been able to find it since yeah. then, but it was a different, like the songs were different. Yeah. Huh. They're a different vibe to them.
6: That's interesting. Uh-huh. That makes sense though, because they've got that, they've got that voice.
5: Mm-hmm. Right now by Danity King.
6: You know how much I loved it. (laughs) You make me want. Fucking love. There's a lot of, oh yeah, a lot of Rihanna.
5: I can't get down to Rihanna. Like, I like Rihanna's music, but not for sex.
6: What's the song that I, I think Love on the Brain, if you're having slow sex.
5: But isn't that song about Chris Brown? (laughs)
6: Oh, see, I'm not. I'm not looking yes. into
5: the backstory.
6: Yeah. That's the. Problem. I'm eliminating the, the the from it. But if a song's
5: about I, my favorite songs that Rihanna do that are like sexy songs, but they're about cheating. Um, oh, facts! Like, like if
6: you listen, it's like when you're trying to pick a wedding, <laughs> like a first dance yeah. song, and you're like, I love this song. It's like so romantic. You listen to the words, you go, not
5: romantic. But even this is outright talking about cheating. Uh, but it's got a fucking kind of beat. You
0: know, mm-hmm.
5: Unfaithful, like it's literally called Unfaithful.
6: (laughs) I do like that song. Yeah, (laughs) maybe for some role play, man, throw it in there. But like, I'm looking at other people's sex playlists on Spotify, and like, someone has that "Until I Found You," which is like the wedding song that Sophia Richie got married to. I'm pretty sure.
5: I guess people have different moods. Yeah,
6: so put Harry Styles on here. With love, like I would fuck Harry Styles. I don't want to fuck two Harry Styles unless I'm fucking Harry Styles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I think that like if you are a Spotify bitch, I have to say that like one of the best things about it is like once you make a playlist, and it starts suggesting other songs to you. Mm-hmm. But another good tip is always to, you know, workshop the playlist on a solo endeavor mm-hmm. and see how that goes for for you and your journey before you introduce it with um, a partner. Yeah, I would love if. Everyone could, maybe I'll make a post, but if you don't want to <laughs> comment it there publicly, at least slide into our DMs. What is like the worst song that someone has played during sex or has like popped up? I like that. Wait, is that the one, the Reddit one? Yes. That What is that called? <laughs> I can't want to call it mm, Bob. It's like bat.
5: Yes. Yes.
6: Yes. That is the fucking funniest Reddit post if anyone has read it. It is literally, if you just look up, I think it's just bat Reddit post. You mm-hmm. should find it. C-B-A-T.
5: Or just say Reddit play, Reddit song, sex, Reddit sex song will probably bring. No, them.
6: truly, if you Google CBAT Reddit post, the first thing will pop up. Today, I fucked up. My 20 year old girlfriend of two years told me the music I 25 male play during sex is
5: weird. Yeah. It
6: is the funniest also, fucking thing in the world.
5: Typing in Reddit sex song oh, comes yeah. right up too.
6: Perfect. Amazing.
5: Uh-huh.
6: Hilarious. I would love to know. I know someone well, who's even the highlight. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I think the streams of that song like went up yes. exponentially. Mm hmm. But I know someone who the first time they had sex, it was to Marvin Gaye. Let's get it on. Mm-hmm. But they were like, it was intentional on their part.
3: Yeah.
5: Like,
6: has anyone ever put on like a really fucking weird song?
5: Yes. Casey and Jojo all my life.
6: You're fucking kidding. Me.
5: No, I'm not. But Mom I do... and I joked that was he, like, that would be our walkout song. Bro. <laughs> oh, God. I can't listen to it. No. Like ever again. But everyone write it. Share a song and maybe we'll curate a, a playlist. Oh my gosh, a don't blame me sex playlist. Mm -hmm. And
6: with love, if any of you recommend Taylor Swift, that's not happening. No. You can get freaky with your bad self to dress, but like that is not
5: a. We're going to, like, you can write in, but just know it might not make the list. Yeah, we will, we have veto power. Mm -hmm. We'll make a good sex playlist on a bad thing and
6: just see your song so, and see, see where, where you ended up uh-huh. that's fucking funny yeah we're doing that yeah. I love that but then still please let us know the worst song that someone has ever or like even if it's a song that you're like ironically would put on a sex playlist because you don't know if we're gonna put it on the good or the bad side yeah if the joke is funny put it there
5: all right we've got another write-in and Megan is gonna lubricate our ears with the word. actually I, I don't know what it's about so I probably shouldn't say that and Megan's gonna read it for us
6: I didn't want to spoil it mm-hmm Hello, ladies. First of all, sorry to write here, but I keep forgetting to write in the email, and this is easier, so here goes my entry for don't blame me. My woman, 25 years old, five-year relationship, man, 25 years old, ended two months ago. He was my first real boyfriend, my first love, and my first everything. During the last six months of the relationship, we were long distance because I decided to sign up for an international volunteer program to work with refugees in Southern Italy. With the experience there and with the distance, I realized that we no longer had anything in common, and the relationship came to an end. The problem is he was my first and only sexual partner. And even if the sex wasn't bad, it wasn't good either. But I always attribute this factor to lack of experience. But now that the program is over and I'm back home, I'm trying to get back into dating. But I'm ashamed of my lack of experience and I'm afraid that the problem is mine and that it goes back to not being fantastic with a possible future partner. So can I have advice on how to broach the topic with a future partner and how to stop being embarrassed and improve my performance? Thank you. And thank you for the wonderful world of Eminem podcasts. Thank you. I think, I mean, this is an answer we've given a lot, but I think sexual confidence comes from experience, but that experience doesn't have to be with partners. Like Mm -hmm. that can be solo by yourself and understanding what you like, because yeah, like I I wholeheartedly understand and relate to like if your first sexual partner, like if you're not, if you're not Understanding of your own body and your own pleasure and orgasm and what you enjoy, there's not really anything to measure or compare your sexual experiences to because, like, they just exist in a vacuum. Like, they just exist there with what they are, because there's no end goal, and that end goal doesn't have to be an orgasm. But there's there's something there to know that you like or not, and it gives the other person like so much power and like Mm -hmm. responsibility for your enjoyment, and then you also are like. I'm relying on someone to do something that I enjoy that I don't know about. Right. Like, and that's a, that's a lot of pressure to put on another person. And that other person is only going to, like, we can only learn about our own pleasure from ourselves. And so then when someone, and I, I've been there, but when you have, when you have sex with someone who you're like, in my case, I'm like, you have fucked a lot of women. Mm -hmm. And like, you fucked a lot of women who have told you what they're into and you fucked a lot of women who you've asked what they're into and like that was a dual responsibility there of like you asked and they told you you didn't learn how to do like you could have read a book you could have done whatever all of those things but like there was initiative on in both parties ends to achieve something and you took that knowledge you stored it in your noggin and then for the next person it was still there. And then the next person after that, you learned something else and then that got stored there and then that got stored there. But that would never happen without those people figuring out what they like first.
5: Yes. Cosign everything you just said. In addition to what you like today, what you like this morning, what you like tonight, what you like tomorrow night, it's never going to be this. I mean, it can be the same, but just because you have sex one way doesn't mean that you're going to continue to enjoy it each time and by knowing yourself and knowing your body knowing what you like what you don't like I mean even you know I feel like all the songs I mean I feel like all the calls today are and write-ins are related but like even like when I'm in a certain mood if I'm by myself Mm -hmm. there are some Porns that I know I can go to immediately and I can get off, but Mm -hmm. sometimes that is not going to get me off. Like it just depends on what you want and how you want it. And you only know that after exploring yourself enough to know what you want and then be confident enough to ask for what you want. Remember that sex is about not just pleasing the other person, but it should be about pleasing yourself if that's what you want. And so you have to ask and try and touch and lick and, Feel and finger and suck and whatever it is that you want to do. Sucking and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you got to ask for it and you have to say what you want. And it might feel it, even while you're having sex, it might feel good like right then. But then you got to switch it up. Yep. I need I need this now mm-hmm. and that now. And just being in tune with your body to knowing what it is that you need or want. And then when you're with a partner, then you're more used to being by yourself and then you can ask for that specifically
6: so i i do think the nervousness of how you perform as a partner in sex with other people because you don't have a lot of experience i think that that is like a very natural sort Mm -hmm. of like feeling but in order for in order for you to feel more confident with that you need to have sex with people who are then confident in telling you what they want or what they're into. And if you do not, do not do the same thing in return, I don't think it's fair that you will then get that from someone else. So like, you can have sex with more people and not actually really gain any sort of experience from that. If you're not being honest like, with yourself and figuring mm-hmm. yourself out, you can't expect other people to be honest with you and have them have already figured their mm-hmm. self out there. So I do think if learning your own orgasm and like learning what or if it's not completion to an orgasm but like learning your own pleasure and like what you like that will in turn make you have better sex with other people and other people be more comfortable and confident telling you what they like so like you will get better at having sex and performing acts with for other people by that so i think that is like the first first step there and also you don't have to tell anybody that you're not experienced if you don't want to no
5: or you can tell them
6: yeah but, that's like just it's just up to
5: you, what if you you're want? using
6: it as like a precursor of like I'm not really exper- like like that to me is I'm like if you're then I don't think you're ready to have sex with people yeah. because that's if you feel like you need to justify ahead of a time to get ahead of like a performance thing there that is coming from me from a place of like you know it, it, shaming away from sex and an insecurity in a way that like you don't other other you don't owe other people like that part of not like the sex part of you but i mean like
5: an explanation like a precursor i don't
6: need to tell someone that i'm insecure like that's a very personal like deep-seated thing there and like i don't who are you to know that Mm -hmm. about me like i'm not going to give you that kind of in-depth part of of me that like a lot of time people don't even share that with like your friends or family and stuff so get freaky with your bad self all
5: right we're gonna take another break
2: And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
0: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig.
6: we are back.
5: And it's time for Don't Blame Them.
6: Don't blame them. What a wonderful time. If you are like, "Megan, what is this time?" I'm here to tell you. This is when one of you, one of our listeners calls in or even writes in with their own advice pertaining to a call that we had aired on a previous episode. So maybe it's about a specific profession you're in that profession, you have personal experience, or you are a professional in the topic that we were broaching um or you have by proxy experience or you just have some insight that maybe we didn't touch on or you have something that you want to say. And as people who talk on a microphone multiple days a week, we understand the need
4: to Mm -hmm. speak
6: to the masses. The need
5: for speak. All right, here we go.
7: Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling for a Don't Blame Them for facial sermons. I actually have experience from the opposite side of this. I had a massage therapist who would try and convert me to Buddhism every single time I would see her, which was only two or three times, but it was highly uncomfortable. It was something that no matter what I did, even as like a, not just like confrontational, but more upfront person would, I tried saying like, I have my own relationship with God that I don't really feel comfortable talking about. And nothing would stop that to the point that she would look at my, list of, you know, like you have to list your chronic illnesses and things like that and say that my internal bleeding would be like gone if I just converted. And it started becoming just really offensive. So I really relate to this caller, kind of like people pleasing, not want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. If you can't get your schedule changed or tell somebody, hey, this is making me really uncomfortable, please remove this client from my list. And the only other thing I could think of is sometimes at the facial services I've received, you can do like a mask or something where you could put it on and maybe leave or make an agreement with a co-worker, say like, hey, do you think that you could come in with me and kind of just say like, oh, yeah, you know, she's going to be like taking over some of my clients now and kind of so that there's not as much of like the confrontation. She just thinks it's like a regular act of business. I don't know if that's something you would be comfortable with or that would give you anxiety, but I just wanted you to know that it, it does happen and it's so uncomfortable. And just hearing your call for the caller, I really want to give you a hug because it really is so awkward. All right. Thanks. Bye.
6: As we were listening to that and I was reminded of this, I realized something I didn't say that I don't think the caller would personally benefit from. It would be dishonest if I didn't say that. Like, when people like will get in my DMs and just like say something. Like, and there are certain ways that like there are certain people. If you told me you need God, I would know exactly what you meant. And there would Mm be, I would laugh. It would be he he ha ha, Mm -hmm. and it would be used for comedic effect. There are some other people who could say the exact same thing, and I know exactly what it would mean. But then there's other people who I do not know who are telling me not that like you need God, you need Jesus, but it's Similar, like, not I don't have internal bleeding as far as I know, but like something along those lines of like really pushy and uncomfortable and not the time place. Or when someone's like, I'm praying for you, like for your soul to be salvaged because like you are a nasty woman who's going, like, whatever. And so then I will be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I put a satanic spell on you. So Switching it back, you're not even no. Believe in Satan either. Uh, No, no. (laughs) I don't even. I don't even know that lore. But I know what gets. I know. I know what gets them. And so, you know, you could do like she walks in, and like you just go to Michaels or Joanne's, and like it's almost Halloween. You get all the Halloween decorations, and you play like spooky music. And like she walks in, and you're just like, oh, I am. You know, like think of all of the things. Like I know some people weren't allowed to read Harry Potter. Like all of the things. That become the what is the Antichrist? Is that like the that's like the the unholy undevilish? are
5: sure devilish. Yeah. It's
6: like where like the things that are categorized into a group of the devil. Yeah.
5: Satan, mm-hmm. Lucifer.
6: And his friends. And the and the subsidiaries. Uh, I don't think you'll do that, but no, I do that's think you could fantasize about that and think about that. And transport yourself with your AirPods in so you can't hear what she's saying and just fantasize about that. Okay. Anyways, um, thank you for calling in for Don't Blame Them. We appreciate it. And I think that is it for our episode. That is it. We hope you all enjoyed. You had a wonderful time. We hope this was good for you. This was very sex-heavy. Mm-hmm. It was a sexy episode. I felt
5: very old school.
6: I know. I love it. I can't wait to hear about people's. I'm excited to make this fucking playlist. Me too. I'm like really fucking stoked.
5: Mm-hmm. We'll do two versions too. Like yeah. On the app that I use and on the oh, app okay. you use.
6: Good call. Good call. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, please do. Or again, you can send us a voice memo or shoot us a DM or an email. We're making this easy. We're easy. <laughs> it's a sex episode. Like, subscribe, leave us a review. Follow our socials. Practice safe sex.
5: You wrap it up. Have enjoyable and we wish sex too. Good what sex.
6: Good, we, we do wish you good what sex.
5: haven't said that in a long time. No, we
6: haven't.
5: But thank you to the listener that originally coined it.
6: If you want us to specifically target <laughs> not target you, but like joining our Patreon, we have a long standing relationship with everybody and it's really fun. Um mm-hmm. and oh, I have been saying that we're gonna give, you know, random little shout outs to people who are awarding the people who like we get to know. Um Sarah and Nicole, because both of you sent fun messages and nice messages. One was during the live stream and one of them was like a DM. And I was like, oh, haha, relatable. Well, one of them was a DM and it was definitely not public. So I'm not going to say what that mm-hmm. one was. Then also to Bree, who we got to like see a whole outfit being picked out for Renaissance, mm-hmm. which is fun. And then like, you know, it's not even just like we just like talk about like lifetime while we're in like the live streams. It's fun to like follow up. And we're the last to know everything because they have a whole fucking group chat. Yep. And they're so.
5: which they won't let us get into.
6: (laughs) Charity's screaming. Um, But the, the thing that I think I, one of the things I love the most about it is like the second we have like a new person in and a lot of people, which we, it's a good call on your part that we leave the videos up so people can go back and watch the other live stream. So a lot of people like will kind of watch first before they join to kind of get a little bit of an understanding. But like whenever we have new people like automatically five people will just be like oh what's your phone number we'll get we'll you in the group chat and like it's so nice and kind that it's like there is no they're not waiting to suss out people mm-hmm. like it's just kind of an automatic sort of thing like it's not clicky mm-hmm. in that sense and the only time you're gonna get bullied by them is if you like you don't respond like you don't respond to their thousands of messages
5: yeah something happened when we gave a shout out last week the the group snitch said to share it with us because they took pictures of themselves um, react. They took a picture. They took a selfie of them reacting to us giving them a shout out. So it's a sibling hood.
6: Yeah. And it's fun. It's like the only social interaction I have. And so we were talking about it like like on it that they were like, oh, no, I just like refer to you guys to my friends. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's literally what I do, too. Like, yep. this is the most social I've been. And it's like, I don't know how to make this is the only people I talk to.
5: All right. We'll see you tomorrow for a rousing episode of See You Next Tuesday, a.k.a. Cunt.
6: Yours, mine, and ours. (laughs)
5: Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. A production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa D. plus Diamond Imprint Productions.
6: Post-production sound and editing by Coco Lorenz.
5: Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.
6: And music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter.